Hello everyone, welcome to the IBC Amina podcast. We're going to be talking everything communications and we are looking back to look forward essentially. We are talking to our keynote speaker from AminaCom in Bahrain. Welcome to Lewis Woodward, partner and global comms leader at EOY. Uh, Lewis, welcome to the podcast. Hi Alex, um, good to join you again. Um, hi everybody else listening to this. Lewis, you were talking about internal communications. You're actually telling the story of how comms has helped support change in EY, which is a massive firm. Can you give us a little bit more insight into the story behind your work and the, the work of your team at EY and how comms has played an integral role in change management at the firm? Yeah, happy to do that, uh, Alex. And I think, you know, to probably start the story, we need to go back um, and actually go as far back as 2012. Um, and at that time, you know, EY looked at the world and, and, and what we saw was um, it was much more connected, more regulated, uh, more diverse, and, and probably even more dynamic than ever before. And there was a lot of shifts going on at that time around markets and industries. And I think EY recognized, as many firms did at that time, that they really needed to change uh, in order to stay, to stay relevant. And things like, you know, we needed to move a certain portion of our revenues from um, established markets to emerging markets. Um, and we needed to change from being a company or an organization that uses technology to very much a technology organization. And, you know, we are a big hire of people, um, 65,000 people a year, and we recognize that we need to give people purposeful careers where, you know, they're coming to work not just to facilitate the core tasks of the job, but that ladders up into something bigger and meaningful. So we needed a plan to get us there, and, and, and we called that plan our strategy, which was Vision 2020, and that really laid the groundwork for how we were going to make these big shifts, and we've had a lot of great success um, since then. Um, part of that strategy was um, a, a big focus around our purpose, which we call building a better working world. Um, and building a better working world is, is way more than a tagline. Um, it's something that encompasses everything that we do. Um, and people often ask, you know, how did EY come up with its purpose? Um, and sort of I explain to them, well, it's not really about coming up with a purpose. It's just really about uncovering it um, and just sort of writing it down for the first time. Um, and the building a better working world purpose made a lot of sense to us because we've always had that strong sense of purpose. And when we boiled down everything that we did as an organization, it sort of realized to us that it was all about building a better working world. So every audit, every tax return, every advisory opportunity or interaction with a client should make the working world better than it was before. And, and so... That purpose provided a deeper meaning behind the daily activities of, of our people. Um, and back then, again, you know, and, and more relevant probably still today, actually, that a world that is becoming more complex, harder to navigate, having that strong sense of purpose, both internally and externally, certainly internally, acts like a North Star. It's that fixed point where our people really get their bearings from, and they understand, you know, the, the deeper meaning behind why we exist, why they come to work every day to do what they do. So it really helps us explain 
you know, who we are and, and why we do what we do. And, and for our people, it helps them understand that they can have a rewarding, fulfilling career uh, because they're having this positive impact in the world, um, which has been really important to not just all of our organization, but particularly to um, our sort of millennial generation Y colleagues who are really looking to do good in the world as well as do well for themselves. So that's sort of the backstory as to where we were in 2012. Um, and I think your question was more about what have we done to sort of drive the change. So shall I just explain a little bit of how the communications function has supported EY in implementing that purpose? Yes, please. That would be great. Okay. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things that we do um, to, to ensure that everybody in the firm is engaged around purpose. And, you know, some of these are pretty simple ideas. Um, some of the best things are. Um, and one thing that worked really well for us was keeping things simple and visual. Um, so an idea that we, that we used to launch purpose internally was around the concept of a big picture, which is as it sounds, Alex, it essentially designed a, a big picture on huge pieces of um, rolled out paper that were distributed all around the world. Sounds quite analog in today's digital marketing ch uh, channels, but essentially what it helped us do by doing that was facilitate face-to-face -face conversations, which for the people listening to this will know it's, it's still you know, really the, the, the nut to crack when it comes to getting effective communication. You need to empower people to be able to talk openly, freely, transparently about issues and providing them with essentially a big picture which documented everything, including the strategy and how the purpose permeates all of that, really helped articulate what, 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 the, what the story of EY means and, and how purpose comes to life. So the big picture was a tactic we used really well. Um, since then, we've done a lot around enabling leadership, um, senior figures in the business to be able to have open and honest, transparent communications, not just about uh, building a better working world, but just in terms of driving the culture of openness and two-way dialogue in the firm, because you know th this has to be something that people can feel they can speak openly and freely about. And actually, that started right at the top of our, of our organization with our own chairman and CEO, um, running a program we called Better Question Time, which essentially opened up um, thousands of communications through a Q&A format between the chairman and CEO and anyone in the organization who were able to ask him questions at any moment through a, a website and a mobile app. Um, and he would you know, take time every month to record a number of responses to those questions that got the most votes from people. And, and that was a great way of sort of replicating these town hall meetings, which are fantastic events in their own right, particularly for the people who are there. But of course, you can't have a town hall for everybody. And, and this sort of mobile open uh, communication idea just helped facilitate our chairman and CEO being able to converge and, and speak with other people all around the world. Another interesting thing that we did from a campaign point of view was um, a program we called Better Begins With You, which is an awards program celebrating the best sort of inspirational stories about our purpose. So this one was directly related to celebrating how our people in the firm are activating purpose, building a better working world, either with their own teams they work with uh, or clients or, or indeed the communities in which we're, we're living and working in. 
And over the course of the year, you know, we get thousands of nominations, um, and they go into a ballot where there are a number of uh, regional and, and area winners, all boiling down to 16 global finalists. Um, and out of those finalists, the winner every year is, is identified as somebody who has gone above, above and beyond in demonstrating how purpose um, has been, uh, they've lived and breathed purpose through that year. And, and yeah, there is actually a, an investment made into that individual to fulfill and further invest in whatever program they've been creating and supporting over that last uh, 12 months. So there is an ongoing ripple effect. And after we've been doing this program for a number of years now, we're seeing huge traction in all of those programs and are really proud by everybody in the firm that is able to demonstrate how they're really living and breathing purpose. And if we do that well, from a communications point of view, it helps us sort of really be confident that we're engaging our people at an emotional level. So this doesn't just become corporate narrative. It doesn't become something which is created in the boardroom but dies in the halls of offices around the world. This is something that our people genuinely feel passionate about. It's what they talk to their families about. It's what they post on their own social media accounts. And when we're able to connect with people at a level like that, you know, it gives us a strong sense of confidence that we're, we've got a highly engaged workforce around something so as important as purpose. So those are a couple of examples, Alex, that we've done. We've done many other things, but uh, I'll, I'll pause there and see if you have any comments or questions. Well, two things struck me. So when you were talking about Bahrain, um, you used effectively measurement of of the campaigns which you've rolled out. Um, you know, the the score increase, or the points increase in terms of understanding of strategy plus 14 points. You're looking at engagement, pride in the company, and also distinctiveness of purpose. Now, first of all, you know, we always talk about measurement, which is something we, we often struggle with in terms of communications to, to prove our worth. But what also struck me was the size of EY. It's 270,000 plus people. You mentioned about making it personal, getting people involved, you know, really tugging on their heartstrings. How, how do you do that at that sort of scale um, to, to make people buy into to what you're saying to them? Mm. So I think, I think your first, so good question. I think the first part is around the measurement. So maybe I'll talk to that first and, 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 and see if that answers the question, I suppose. Whenever you're faced with a communication challenge um, such as this, which we all do, um, which you know, in, in some, whether it's on a large global scale or a micro level, you're, you're trying to create an emotional response um, out, of, out of the audience. And obviously, we're limited to how we can do that by technology, by channels. Um, there are so many things to communicate, so you've very, got to be very specific. And then, you know, the question I get asked a lot, as you can imagine, by my leadership uh, team is, well, what, what's the result? How are we measuring whether we're doing the right things? What levers are we looking at to demonstrate, you know, a positive change around how our people are feeling and thinking about purpose or any of the other important things we have to communicate? So, you know, as an organization like EY, you know, rooted in accounting, you know, we like to measure things. We're pretty good at that. So there's quite a high expectation that we are in communications can also so measure. Um, and we start with our people. So for about 10, 15 years, we've been doing an annual um, survey of all of our people around the world called the Global People Survey. And that's um, one of the most important results we get from that is an engagement index. 
Um, and that's a really important index because through research that we've done, we can show that our most engaged teams drive um, the most um, impactful business results. So our most engaged teams compared to our least engaged teams, for example, um, have on average a, a, a sort of four-point better revenue growth, um, eight-point higher gross margin, and about an eight-point better people retention scores. So these are real commercial drivers and measurements that we're able to connect engagement to. So engagement index for us at EWAS is a really important measure, and obviously that's something communications can help to, to drive. And, and when you think about the scale of our organization, those numbers I mentioned around revenue growth and gross margin difference, they add up really quickly. Um, and so, you know, th that, that helps us really capture the minds and the attention of, of leadership. Um, but within that um, engagement index, there are sort of specific um, sort of nuances around different parts of how people understand strategy and pride. And all of those scores have jumped up over the last um, several years since we've started to launch communications around purpose and continue a conversation with people around that. So we know our people are feeling prouder than ever to be at EY, and we know that they, they, they really have an affinity uh, to the organization and particularly our purpose. Um, I think there are other mechanisms we also look at um, around brand. So when you think of EY's brand in the marketplace, purpose has allowed us to actually talk uh, about our business in a distinctive way. We feel that's really important in order to obviously stand out of a very cluttered category. Um, but also for organizations to recognize what EY is really um, all about. And it's not just about providing tax and accounting services, of course. It is about helping organizations achieve their full potential by solving complex problems for them. And in turn, helping them deliver a better return for their people, build a better working world for their organization, for their clients and their communities. Um, and, and our brand favorability over this period since 2013 um, has, has risen to its highest point we've ever seen. It's up by 10 points. Um, and our distinctivity amongst clients who know EY for our purpose has risen by 18 points. And again, these are really powerful measures. Um, and then we also look at other, other measurements around, I don't know, uh, things like the Great Places to Work Institute, um, which obviously are an independent um, organization which look at um, the great places to work around the world. And, you know, EY were the only one of the big four to place on that list um, of the 25 best multinational workplaces. And we're, that, that's another sort of signal that, you know, our brand and our, our messaging around purpose is, is, a, is driving uh, the right potential candidates to come and join our organization. Um, and then there's the actual sort of solid commercials. So, you know, when, our, when, our, when we get things right on the people side and the brand is doing well, it, it shows up very much in the financial results. Um, and since we started talking about purpose in 2013, you know, I, I don't think it's any mistake or it, there is no connection. There actually is a connection, I believe, between the fact that we've been the revenue growth leader amongst our big four competitors during that time. Um, and that's something we hadn't been in 2003 before we really launched Purpose for that same period of time. So, you know, our sort of revenue growth rate has really continued to drive at a trajectory 
beyond what we'd seen before we started talking about purpose. So these things become very tangible, and I think they're you know positive signals that we're doing the right thing, you know. But we're also getting things right in in ways that are harder to measure. And I think in Bahrain, I talked about examples of how our own people are, you know, willingly sharing uh, elements of. Um, how they're engaging with our brand on their own social media accounts and talking about it to their friends and family. And when you see stories like that, regardless of financial metrics, regardless of brand survey metrics and people survey, it just sort of shows you people really care. And when people are able to show you they care and they're passionate about it, you know, again, it brings confidence to us that there is a good belief in the system um, that, that people understand how they can contribute to our purpose. I wanted to ask you one last uh, question, Lewis, um, in terms yeah. of the power of purpose. So you talked um, eloquently about what purpose means to EY, to, to partners, to employees, basically to the whole organization. And this is something which continually is now coming up, especially when you look at the, the uncertainty of the political landscape across the world. How do organizations tap in to purpose, you know, if they're just looking at this now, they're trying to find their way. You know, what guidance or advice would you give to fellow communicators who are looking to to understand how purpose is relevant to them, uh, their colleagues, yeah. and their organisations? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, the, the, there are probably people who are professors in this area, academics who have studied this. I mean, I can give you my own sort of um, professional experience, having done this at EY. Um, but others, I'm sure, will have you know richer experiences to share with you. I, I would say say to people, look, you know, purpose cannot be something that um, you aren't authentic about. Uh, this has to be, this needs to bubble up from the origins and the roots of the and the DNA of your organisation, and you really have to focus on you know what what is the core reason why that organisation exists, and 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 once you identify that, and you know, honestly, people can look, sometimes can't see the wood for the trees on this. You know, it really is looking at the, the simple things of why that organization exists and, and being able to then write it down in a way which is really clear and really simple. And once you've found that authentic truthfulness about the organization and why it exists and what it delivers, and you're able to then capture that in a phrase or, or a sentence, I think what you've then got to do is provide the proof points around it. So how do you demonstrate to your people, to your you know friends and colleagues, to your clients, to your, if you're in, or you're even your regulators, if you're in a regulated industry or any other stakeholder, that you know you can back it up. That purpose is something which is intrinsic to the organisation. So really spending the time focusing on that. Um, I actually think the rest of it then just takes care of itself because you know if if it is truthful and if it is authentic. Actually, you don't really need to worry about communicating it too much to people because it's something people really recognize and understand. Often the, the, the stranger the concept, you know, the harder you've got to work to try and connect the dots between what you're telling people about your organization versus what they're experiencing about your organization. So you really want to focus on making, you know, whatever you come up with around purpose, you know, an absolutely truthful, credible um, uh, sort of reflection of your, the existence of your organization. And once you've done that, you're, you, you know, you're really in a, in a winning position when it comes to communication because people have made that, um, they, they've, they've closed that gap and they've made that um, connection themselves. 
Um, what it does provide you with, I think, though, is a fantastic platform to link pretty much all other corporate messaging around, and it gives you a consistency to communications that we've never had before. And as I mentioned, this concept of North Star, which our chairman uses a lot when he talks about purpose, it does provide you with something that you can continuously aim for and look for. And so doing all of those things for us has really paid dividend. And you know, where I see people maybe work too hard to, to sort of communicate purpose is, is where it becomes um, moved away from sort of the core center of the organization. Again, where it becomes less about being authentic and more about being potentially used as a, a, a marketing ploy or a strategy to engage a particular stakeholder group. And, and that's where I think people tend to come a little bit unstuck with the concept of purpose. But have no doubt, you know, I, I would encourage any communicator listening to this who, who's not currently thinking about purpose to, to, to bring a cross-party together of people within the business and marketing um, clients as well, and really get um, a conversation going about what it is that your organization really do differently and, and what's the sort of truthful elements of that, and, and then go on a journey to start to define um, a, a framework around purpose for, for your organization. Well, Lewis, I really appreciate the time speaking to you today, and I loved the, the candor and the eloquency of how you spoke about the EY journey uh, in Bahrain. Um, I will continue to follow the journey, and I hope you will come back to tell us how you're doing and how you're progressing and, and share additional lessons with us in terms of how we can learn from you and your team. Yeah, that, that would be great. And, and Alex, thank you to you. And, and you know, the IABC event in Bahrain was, was fantastic. Um, if anybody listening to this hasn't yet been to one, I'd fully recommend you, you trying to sign up and attend one of those events. They're, they're really great, fantastic selection of speakers. I learned a lot. I, I was able to, you know, hear some fantastic speakers. I've made, you know, three or four really good connections and have followed up with people since then. So they're, they're great events. So well done to you and the team. You, I know, work really hard to pull these events off. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic opportunity to, to meet and talk with people in the profession and share, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I think we were able to do all of that in Bahrain. So I look forward to, to coming to other events and, and meeting more of the people uh, within um, the, the organization and, and, and spending time talking to people about purpose and, and other topics, obviously, as they come up.